Hello and welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. The state of Arizona was in the spotlight. Uh, it's in the spotlight for a lot of things for in the, in the last presidential election. Uh, it's in the spotlight for uh, the border security issue, as are a lot of states. They States are under attack in many, many ways. And I'm always a fan of people who are fighters. And one way you can tell if someone's a fighter is if the left is going after them. And I will tell you, there are a few people that, that fit into this uh, into the target of the left. And one is my guest today, Mark Fincham. Um, Mark is uh, running for Secretary of State in Arizona, the great state of Arizona, and he agreed to come on and talk to me about his campaign and all the issues going on in Arizona. Mark, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me on, Jerry. Yeah, I, I appear to be the favorite target of the Marxists these days. Well, what was funny is as I was doing my research uh, to to talk to you, come up with some good topics and questions there is a lot of hate out there for you, I will tell you. And that's why I didn't look at that and say, that's oh, that's a negative. Who is this guy? I looked at that and said, this is a guy. This is the guy here because the when the left goes after you like they are. So, for example, one of the questions that I was going to ask you about was something I saw online and you brought up to me before we started recording here. And that is uh, the left is trying to ban you from holding office. Uh, there's basically they're suing you. It, t- tell us about that. The the what, why, and how? Well, they couldn't beat me. Let me go back a little way. So they tried to do a recall against me this past summer. And in a district that has well in excess of 30,000 Democrats, they couldn't get 18,000 Democrat signatures. So not every Democrat hates me. There are a lot of Democrats that are probably good people. Um, I'm sure that some of my, my friends are Democrats and I don't know it. But we're talking about hardcore Marxists here. So fast forward uh, to now, they're making the claim that I'm an insurrectionist and that under the 14th Amendment, that disqualifies me for running for office, except they fail to realize there's actually a statute that they have to abide by, and this it's not even a court of competent jurisdiction. So they're trying to uh, make the claim that I attempted to overthrow the government and in doing so have disqualified myself from being on the ballot. Okay, so now we have to go to court. We're going to have to defend my candidacy, which is no surprise. They do not want me to hold that office because they know that I am going to be somebody who enforces the law with fidelity, meaning we will aggressively look for election integrity failures, and we will refer the people who are responsible for them to the attorney general's office for prosecution. That's how the system is supposed to work. Now, under Katie Hobbs, the current secretary of state, that's not how the system works. Instead, she wants to put her thumb on the scale to make sure that as many Democrats as possible are elected. That was her. That's a statement from her. That's not what a secretary of state is supposed to do. Secretary of state is supposed to see to it that everybody has an an equal opportunity to be elected so that it's not a selection. It's an election. Yeah. So it seems as though what the left everywhere wants to do is basically make elections inconsequential, make them irrelevant, that, that they're going to so control them with their their craziness, their their rules, their rule changes, breaking the laws in the middle of uh, in the middle of an actual election and in the like, so that people just say, what's the point? 
and that their candidates win every time. And so Arizona was under a lot of scrutiny in the 2020 election, and there was a lot of stuff going on, and you were very vocal about all that went on. Take us through, for those that aren't from Arizona and maybe weren't as up to speed on it, what was going on and what has been found out to date? Yeah, so within uh, an hour of the polls opening on November 3rd, 2020, my phone started blowing up with stories of people being handed Sharpies and knowing that the, the ink was bleeding through the paper and um, just a, a number of improprieties that were observed at polling places. And, you know, questions began to surface throughout the week um, by, I would say, November 7th or 8th, maybe. And, you know, it's been a long time. So now I'm kind of digging back into the Wayback Machine in my brain. I had constituents said, you, you've got to have a public hearing. We've, we've got things to tell you publicly about what we've observed. So I approached the Speaker of the House, um, didn't get authorization. So instead, we went to a private venue. All we were doing is standing up for our constituents. They just wanted to be heard. And on November 30th, we held a public hearing on election integrity, an ad hoc hearing, which means it wasn't sponsored by, uh, it was off campus, um, and it wasn't sponsored by the House. But we had members of both the House and Senate that sat on that panel and listened to about 10 and a half hours of testimony and took evidence. That created probable cause to give to the Senate 14 days later, and that's where the Senate Judiciary Chairman, Eddie Farnsworth, issued subpoenas against Maricopa County. Now, fast forward to, um, my gosh, several months ago now, the reports were issued, and the Senate now has those posted at azsenaterepublicans.com. So if folks want to go out there, just click the tabs, and you'll find reports. And now the Arizona Attorney General, who received all the information that the audit revealed, has come out with an interim report validating not just the audit and all the things that were found, but also going back and validating the work that we did all the way back to November 30th to try and find probable cause. So that's where we're at with the uh, Attorney General's office. It's an interim report. I would expect to see more. But the, the information that's contained in that report can only be interpreted as the election was irredeemably flawed in Maricopa County, irredeemably compromised. And the logical conclusion of that is it should be set aside. For sure. It's amazing to me that the the left had no problem saying there was election interference, election interference in 2016, even though there was not a single bit of evidence of any of that. And now in 2020, when there's significant evidence, they don't even want to talk about it in that just that just makes me sick because uh, our elections are the only sort of thing between us and tyranny, uh, unfortunately. Right. Oh, and the left wants to have one party rule. That's what they want. They want to be in power to do what they want to do forever. That's Venezuela. And it hasn't worked out so well for the people of Venezuela. So I would urge uh, the American people, not just here in Arizona, you need to support the people who support election integrity and the people who don't support it. You need to throw them out of office. Every single Democrat has voted against election integrity measures. Why? Because they, they like the fact that they can cheat. Our job is to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. That's the job also of the secretary of state. And that's one of the things I'll do uh, if I'm elected. 
Yeah, definitely. And that's what we need. We need people that are going to ensure that because even uh, anything that is done on our side to have free and fair elections and election integrity is called racist. You know, simple driver's license IDs are called racist. And yeah. in fact, it's a pretty normal thing. We we hand our driver's license everywhere we go. So all the other things must be racist. You know, what's, what's interesting to me is every single time the the, the Marxist Democrats play the racist card. That means they got nothing left. They got no gas in the tank. There is no argument left for them to put up. So, oh, it's, we'll just call it racism. Well, the American, yeah, I, I, let me let me break the news to you there, um, de- Marxist Democrats. The American people are on to you. They ain't buying it anymore. Yeah, they overplayed their hand. Everybody's racist, no matter what they do. Even if there's, you know, there's nothing to do with race, the racism. Even black people are racist. Uh, it's amazing. So the other thing that uh, that comes up when you think of of Arizona is the issue of illegal immigration, the crisis on the border, which has gotten beyond out of hand. There is so much going on there that it is, it is scandalous. Really, what is happening at the borders. Uh, tell me about the situation in Arizona uh, with illegal immigration, with the border crisis, and then tell me what your role would be uh, in dealing with it. Right. So the members of the Biden administration, including uh, Secretary Mayorkas, they are stone cold liars. They have lied to Congress. They've lied to the Senate. They say we have a secure border. Really? No, we don't have a secure border. In fact, I really like what uh, Governor Abbott's doing sending busloads of illegals to Washington, D.C., because think about this for a moment. That 10 square miles is federal territory. What better place to have illegal immigrants shipped to than federal territory? I think it's a brilliant idea, and I wish the Arizona governor would uh, consider doing the same thing. But we've had, you know, our, our uptick on illegal border crossers is, is just gone through the roof. And we're, ex- we're told to expect something on the order of 100,000 uh, that are going to bum rush the um, border sometime in the next two to four weeks. Now, that's not even taking into account the number of people who are carrying uh, the poison fentanyl and carfentanyl, um, who are carrying firearms, um, the people with criminal records. So Border Patrol, God bless those guys. It's not a manpower issue. It's a policy issue. Um, we're, we've been investigating a, uh, a program here in Arizona that we're hoping to, to get launched sometime in the next two or three weeks. That is a 100% um, drug interdiction program. We got seven people a day dying on the streets of Arizona mm-hmm. from fentanyl or carfentanyl overdoses. We have officers that are at risk because this crap that's in these vehicles and being carried by these mules across the desert. And I'm talking about human mules. I'm not talking about, you know, the borax <laughs> trailer kind of mule. Uh, you know, we've got to have a response that shuts the cartels down. They are carrying, in, in one shipment, they are carrying enough fentanyl and carfentanyl to kill everyone in the United States. In one shipment. That's how potent this stuff is. You have an officer, there's a video out there right now, of an officer that touched this stuff and fell over. Thank God his partner will Noxalone medication on the way to the hospital. He survived it, but that's a lesson to our law enforcement people. Mm-hmm. Now, people who are going to try fentanyl, be prepared for a body bag. And what we're trying to do at this point, um, the Biden administration has just 
absolutely abdicated its responsibility to guard our borders under the U.S. Constitution. We are under an invasion that is being sponsored by a transnational narco-terrorist cartel. And we, we need to have help. And the people of America, why is this a, an Arizona thing? Mm-hmm. Every state in the United States is affected by this. And here we are, a state that is dirt poor. We, we don't have tax base like other states have. But we have a program that we're trying to uh, implement crossing the border and engaging in illegal acts, we do have state statutes that we can enforce. And if that means that we confiscate the dope and we cut them loose and we send them back to back and back to Mexico, okay, maybe that's one way of doing it. Would we like to capture and incarcerate everybody? Sure. We don't have that kind of budget. I mean, you've got 7,500 people a month coming across the border. we got jails that only hold 350 people. So that's mm-hmm. not a practice. But if we're able to stop the individuals with dope, take their property, um, you know, take their radios because they're a very sophisticated bunch. Take their weapons, their dope, their radios, their cash, and send them back to Mexico. Okay, that's a good mm-hmm. program. We just need to have the funding to make sure that we've got enough um, rope patrol officers out there in both sheriff's office and DPS, and that we've got um, perhaps even private contracting uh, is available to do processing, uh, to do evidence transport, so that we can free up deputies and DPS troopers as fast as possible get them back out on the road what we don't want to do is clog the system um, with paperwork 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 and if a deputy or a a trooper is able to identify the individual identify what it is put it in an evidence bag where was it at and give a brief statement about this is what it is if we're not going to prosecute anybody we don't need to have endless reports we simply need to know Mm -hmm. where that who found it what what's the intel about that and feed that into an artificial intelligence uh, logic software so that we can identify and predict what's the next move. And these things are all interconnected, right? Is, is, you know, first the, the aspect of illegal immigration that in and of itself is, is against the law and is something that should be stopped. But what comes with that is crime. What comes with that is, as you said very well, the drugs, uh, the guns, and you, you didn't mention, but it's also a part of it is the sex trafficking, child sex trafficking and women is off the charts, man, off the charts. Yeah. It's really horrible and it doesn't get enough, um, enough prints and enough media out there. And it is really horrible. Um, and, and it also opens up for what we talked about a few minutes ago, and that is the uh, election integrity. You know, if we have all these illegals, you know, how many of them could be voting and we don't know. Yeah. So Congress, the, the Democrats want to flood the zone with illegal entrants and give them the right to vote. That is what is up here, because they already know that they've lost the Democrat vote. They've lost the independent vote. They've lost lost Republicans a long time ago. But the point is, they don't have enough voters that see life their way. So what are they doing? They're importing people who are used to living under tyranny and going to sell them on the idea of living under tyranny again, because we're the ones that made sure you could get across the border. Now, What sense does that make? My hope is that these people who are coming across illegally never get a chance to vote. But if they do get a chance to vote, they recognize that they're voting for a Maduro. They're voting for a a Carlos Salinas. They're voting for somebody who is a tyrant, not for somebody who has their interests at heart. What's good for the Democrats is always bad for America. That's what it always seems. 
and and that's why they like what's it's good for them to have illegal immigration but it's bad for america so i'd love to know uh take a few minutes and just talk a little bit about your background i know you were a former police officer first responder a rancher tell me about uh, your past and at the point in which you got politically active Gosh, it's so long ago. So I was first elected nine years ago after being invited to run for office by an individual who was at the time our state senator. And he said, hey, we're going to have an opening in the House of Representatives and we're looking for somebody who's a strong-willed conservative and you're on our shortlist. And of course, I made the mistake of asking how many are on your shortlist. He said one. (laughs) He knew. At the time, there were seven other people in the race. And as soon as I entered the race and formed up a team with my then um, seatmate, uh, Steve Smith in the Senate, and my current seatmate, um, Vince Leach, um, within seven days, eight days, the field was cleared and we had formed up a team. We have term limits in Arizona. And in my fourth term, uh, the last session of my fourth term, and I'm within probably two months in a wake up of leaving my service as a state representative and then moving over into uh, Secretary of State, if um, God will. Um, this has been a full-time endeavor for me. I was a realtor up until about three years ago when they, the left started to destroy my real estate business. And, you know, going through Yelp and, you know, uh, Angie's List and Home Advisor and, you know, leaving comments out there that he's a bigot, he's a homophobe, he's a these are this, these are that. People that I didn't even know. And, of course, those services refused to take those comments down. So they defamed me. They slandered me. Um, is there a cause of action? Sure. But you got to have money to sue people and to regain your good name. So I uh, let my real estate license go about three years ago. I don't know, a year and a half ago. Um, because it's just no longer a viable uh, career for me. and. You know, now I'm uh, an energy policy analyst, kind of been sidelined because um, I can't do that while I'm in the House of Representatives. So no matter what happens, whether I'm elected or not, um, I'll still be making a contribution to American society. Absolutely. And and everyone can. And that's, I think, a great example of it is, is serving, uh, being a public servant, being in the legislature, or whatever role in government is important, but you can also have influence outside of that. And and again, the fact that uh, I, I'm very sorry to hear that people were doing that to your real estate business and saying things like that, that that's that's awful. And, but it, again, it, it does tell me that they are scared of you. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh used to say is, the, is that the left will tell you who they're afraid of by who they go after. And um, certainly they're going after you. Like I said, I went and just looked up some basic information to, you know, find out more about you. And so much of it was negative and, but it was, it was the usual suspects, right? It was the usual media. New York times, uh, you know, vice news. These are all, these are all propaganda outlets. They are not news. And it's, it, it is shameful that we're seeing what we're seeing. But it, it does kind of go along with the territory for right now. I, I will tell you that we're in the midst of, of spinning up lawsuits against every single member of the Arizona legislature who is a Democrat who signed on to a letter 
accusing me of being an insurrectionist and then leaked it to the media. Um, so that's defamation of character. And um, I intend to uh, prosecute that to the fullest extent we can. Um, our specific relief, we would like to see, it's it's more than just the money that I want to take away these people. I want to bleed them dry on, on campaign money. Uh, more importantly, I think it's important that we go to New York Times v. Sullivan, which is the, there was a movie some years ago called Absence of Malice, that you can say virtually anything you want to about a public figure. As long as you don't display malice, they can't sue you. My specific relief is if somebody's going to make a claim about somebody, a public figure, that claim, that statement has to be rooted in verifiable fact. Otherwise, it's slander. Now, I've been told that the Supreme Court has got an appetite for hearing that case, uh, hearing my case, because I'm pretty sure that when uh, the, the Democrat loses in Yuma County Superior Court, they're going to want to appeal it, and we're going to go right on up to the Supreme Court. Good for you for, for suing. Uh, we, that's what we need to do, because that type of behavior, uh, regardless of what side, I mean, we, we don't want that for our Democrat friends, for people to say, things that are like that that are untrue. There is certainly political rhetoric, but there are lines to be drawn. And, uh, you know, certainly this whole nonsense of insurrection. Yeah, I would say make it about the politics. Don't make it about the people. It, it, it should be policy discussion. Unless, of course, somebody is truly a, a, a proven criminal. Right now, there is no charge. No charge. So to, to make a claim that I somehow have done something wrong, I was a witness but they want to destroy me over being a witness. Well, like I said, they, they're telling us who, who they, who we should support. That's, that's what we really, uh, that's what I take from seeing someone being attacked politically by the left. And you definitely are being attacked by the left. And so, uh, so that's what I like. So you, you also, there's a big election. There's a, a Arizona governor, uh, ship that is, that is going on. Tell me, for those that aren't as familiar with Arizona politics, you know, tell me about that race and what you think is going to happen there. Sure. So um, just to put a bow on the, on the last segment, um, they're so afraid of me. They've already set up a pack that is specifically dedicated to taking me out and put $1.4 million into that pack already. So if people want to help me, they can go to votefincham.com, click on the donate button and, uh, Send me a little love. That'd be great. Um, as far as the government, we've got a whole bunch of people in it. It's quite the dog pile. Um, Carrie Lake and uh, Matt Salmon, uh, Karen Taylor Robson, and Steve Gaynor are the four probably best known names. Right now, um, Carrie's polling at the top. Karen Taylor Robson is kind of moving up. Matt Salmon is flat or moving down. And Steve Gaynor probably should get out of the race. He's not going to want to hear that from me, but you know, when people ask me a question, I'll speak. I'll speak truthfully. There you go. Absolutely. So you had given the the website votefincham.com. That's F I N C H E M for those that are listening and not watching. Votefincham.com. We need to support strong fighters like Mark at every level of our government because we get the wrong people in they're like a cancer to whatever they touch 
And uh, as as I've mentioned several times, the left will always tell us who they fear. And mark my words, they fear Mark Fincham. So Mark Fincham for Secretary of State, we need you. I'm not in Arizona. I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, but for all those listening, uh, but even if you're, uh, you know, if you're want to support in some way, even if if you're in Arizona and you want to offer some support for his campaign, you can do that by going to markfincham.com. So, uh, Mark, thank you so much for being on and sharing um, all your thoughts and uh, wish you the best of success in your run for Secretary of State. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And thank all of you for listening to this episode of Fides Podcast with Mark Fincham uh, running for Secretary of State in the state of Arizona. Uh, please catch uh, this podcast and all podcasts on any podcast app on YouTube, on Rumble, and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on rightamericamedia.com. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. It's the same.